Hey, Taco Gang, before we start today's show, head on over to the App Store and download Prize Picks. I've been firing on Prize Picks lately, and I got a four legger cooked up today. We got Jokic under, we got Reeves over 1.53s, we got LeBron going over six in the first quarter, and we got Aaron Gordon going under three and a half in the first quarter. 50 to win 500. If this hits, I'll give it away to somebody in the comments, so make sure you comment below. First time users on Prize Picks using code TACO will get a 100% deposit match bonus. To deposit 100 bucks, Prize Picks will give you 100 bucks for free. Let's fire up. Hey everyone, we are Taco Tuesday. Welcome to episode number 4. We found somebody crazy enough to join <laughs> to join the pod. His name is uh, Stanley. Stanley Johnson. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for inviting me on. I mean, watched it a couple of times. Got the intro from intro to you from Kate. So happy to be on here talking some uh, some stuff today. Yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on the game last night, uh, starting out Lakers-Warriors. Um, it was a really good game. I mean, sometimes it's like a war of attrition, and I kind of felt like the Lakers were healthier, and um, I think they just had a, had a little more in the tank. Um, and obviously they're at home. I mean, this is why winning game one was really big, because now you get game six at home to close out, and... I know crypto's energy um, is crazy. It's hard to play there if you're the opposing team. So it was good to see the best, you know, the better team win. Um, you always want to see the team that um, applies themselves more um, win. So that was good. But I enjoyed it. I think it was entertaining. Like I was happy just to even see the Lakers versus the Warriors in the series. Like it made you know it's kind of boring right now on TV at times. So it made it cool. Yeah. No. It was. It was the NBA needed it bad. Like it was. It was super entertaining. I think it was so. I'm a I'm a Lake Laker Lebron guy. Yeah. I think it was closer than it, like the last game felt. Like game four, mm -hmm. the Lakers honestly got lucky. I would agree. I, w I mean, I can see like I like sometimes like you know with opportunity like things just happen and like I think they did a great job. You got guys like Lonnie on the bench that can do stuff like that. Eventually, it's gonna happen. Um, so a little bit, I guess you're not expecting it and like, you know, DMPs and stuff like that. You're just not expecting it. But I mean, that, that was a good matchup for him. I felt like, and the fact that he was aggressive and everything kind of, it's a make or miss league. And he, he just continued to make and play with energy. So, um, I think they were fortunate, but they, they must be doing like the basketball gods, right. That, you know, a guy <laughs> can come in and, you know, do that for him. Um, it's definitely fortunate, I would say. Like, wow. Um, but I don't know. He's been, he's been, he's been. A, I mean, he's not. He's, he's, he's been a good player for a while. How is that like? Like, not playing so many games in a row. Yeah. Like, you come in, are your does, does that affect your? I don't legs? know. I, it just depends on on the guy and how you take it. I mean, personally, um, if a guy stays locked in and it does his job, and yeah, I think like. We're grown men, you know, we're professional. A lot of this stuff is competition. Um, you're competing with your teammates, and sometimes you might, over, you might sit over there and pout. Sometimes you might do what he did, which is, like, work and be ready for the opportunity. But as a coach, you don't really know. I mean, you can see the guys if you're watching and stuff like that, but you don't really know what people are going to do when they get in there, especially in game four. Like, it's like it's supposed to happen every time like that, but it's some, somehow, some way, it doesn't happen all the time like that. So mm -hmm. it's good to see a guy do it. Um, because 
I mean, if you think about it, you should have fresh legs, be nice and ready, you know, excited mm-hmm. um, to get in there. So you would think it would happen more than not, especially if you're one of the best 450 guys in the world. So yep. it's definitely possible. Um, yeah, I think as a as a Laker fan, like watching him, like he, he had some great flashes of greatness, like throughout the season, like yeah. a, more in the beginning. Yeah, but he battled injuries, kind of like found himself lower lower on the depth chart, and then playoffs, like just like not playing at all. Yeah, that's uh, and and then he and then then to come in and literally take over that game, like that's got to feel pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I think he was – he explained it a lot. Um, I saw some little Instagram or YouTube clips um, speaking after the game. Um, but that's what you work for. That's what – you know, it, he definitely was in the gym. I know that by, <laughs> his, by his game. So when he spent all them hours in the gym, all them late nights without playing at the end of the season, even going through injuries tough because you, then you can't play. Yep. Um, that's what he was doing it for. So that's like – that's that's his reward is that type of moment and – I know some of those guys, so I know they they were really happy for him, and they really you know probably hugged him real real tight and was proud of him. So, so what's that like? Like, I mean, I think as, like as a youth, mm-hmm. like I didn't play pro sports, but yeah. like as a youth, it was like you got benched and your team's winning, but and you're told to be happy even though yeah. you got benched. And there's like that mixed feeling of like, how do you think guys are are feeling like in reality to like that maybe their team wins a series but they they got benched for the whole series yeah like, I, I don't know that's the crazy part like who who would be actually happy i mean like when you're young and stuff you're this is like a you know i play with guys for at least four or five years at a time so some, some of these guys are just getting in as a free as a free agent and they don't know they one year they've been here two months three months so why would they be, you know, happy for a guy or this, that, and the third, especially when you're competing with them? But that's a, that's why it's professional basketball. That's why it's it's pro. It's a, it's a little bit of a job at the same time, and your job as as a professional is to be conducive to a winning environment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's the part where you have to change your mindset and think about those things. Um, but honestly, team success is individual success. Like I, it's rare that guys that win the championship or go deep in the playoffs they they don't end up without jobs. Um, those guys, you know, teams want those guys. You know, win, lose, or draw, because um, they're conducive to a winning environment. Um, but when you're competitive and you're going through stuff during the season, you don't know. I mean, it's a crapshoot at times. Like in, from from my opinion and just from watching it and seeing it, it's it's a crapshoot. It is a crapshoot because you don't you don't know what a guy's going through. You don't know how they're taking it. You know, sometimes, like, I don't know my teammates' contract situation, so sometimes a guy might be going through a contract, end of his, end of his contract, and we don't – I mean, I if you if you, once you think about it, it's a contract year, you're like, oh, I know exactly why he's mad. But, I mean, but you don't think about it until late, probably later in the season because you're focused on what you got to do. Right. Um, and all the, nobody thinks about that because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just it's basketball. We got to win the games. Every game every game's a different opportunity, so – yeah, well, and I think as a fan, like everybody just expects people to like sit on the bench and yeah. be happy. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I just don't yeah. think I think there's like the human component to that. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it though. That's what fans are supposed to do. They're supposed <laughs> to enjoy <laughs> entertainment. They're supposed, you know, they're supposed to be, yeah, you know, have fun with it. They can be mad. That's what you know. They can do whatever they do whatever they want to do. In mm-hmm. my opinion, that's when I'm a fan. I'm a fan of different sports. I. I Say probably the same stuff about people and <laughs> coaches and all types of stuff, right? But 
hey, I, I, I just love people who are enjoying it. Like, I mean, I think you want your team, your, your, the guys that you cheer for to be happy and, like, you know, give effort and do the right thing all the time. That's why you enjoy them. I mean, because I think people just respect that in general. So when someone is being a you know, an asshole, it's like, okay. Like, well, I can't, can't, it's hard to root for that type of stuff. I think that's more where it comes from than a guy, you know, people actually disliking people. Maybe some people do, though. I don't know. Some people. Well, like, like, like Dylan Brooks, right? He was being an asshole. Man. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I, I think we set a record of we haven't talked for like 10 minutes. We were just sitting here. I know. <laughs> so I, know. I, I, I was told to be on my best behavior today, so I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to interrupt. But like, I'm sitting here like we, we were just sitting here listening to you guys talk. But uh, just to backtrack, I know um at modern day like you were talking about like being on the bench yeah didn't you get like when you went to varsity like you sat the first what 18 games 15 games <laughs> right yeah i came off the bench um my freshman year and then for a little bit yeah and then after that they just never took you out so something like that i guess i like it you know i like to think it's like that but um we had really good players on our team we had Kaden, xavier they kind of led our team. So I, I kind of was just a role player in general. Yeah. Um, funny, like, stuff I – kind of the stuff I would do now, I was doing then. So it was kind of like a little circle of life. Um, but we were – I was really into winning, and, and and the game was – I was 14 playing with 18-year-olds, so the game was a little – not fast, but I, I had to figure – Yeah, I had to figure it out. So I just had to figure it out. So I wasn't really tripping. Um, about, when I was watching, I'm like, I couldn't believe you guys were 31 and 0. That's hard yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't even. But I went to modern crazy. day, so I didn't. You know, I didn't. That's that's just what that's, that's what they did. Yeah, that's what they that's yeah. what they did before. And and I always kind of played with organizations um, growing up that were kind of top tier. Um, Oakland Soldiers, Belmont Shore, yeah, um, modern day. Um, so growing up, like you're a big dude. Mm -hmm. Was were there other sports? Football. Like, I, I could see you – you know, there's a lot of NBA guys. Like, yeah. they're, they're freakishly athletic. Yeah. But they're, like, very long, like seven foot. Yeah. Uh, on the skinny side. Like, I feel like I could see you as, like, NFL, DN, tight end. Yeah. I mean, football just wasn't interesting anymore. Like, I remember I was doing something one day, and we're doing a drill. I'm playing DN. And the coach is telling us to like power rush and like you know I'm pretty I'm a pretty strong physical guy, but I'm also like in, in the ways I'm kind of light on my feet. So a lot of times like you know if a guy was like bigger than me or wanted to you know I knew he wanted to tussle I just make a move on him, and if I knew a guy was kind of like soft I would try to hit him. Mm -hmm. And the coaches you know the coach I had all he wanted me to do was hit him, <laughs> and I was like, you know I I I, I didn't question it but I remember telling myself like. Why would I hit this dude? Like, why do I don't want to hit this dude every time down the down the field? Like, I, if I can get by him, I'm gonna get by him. Like, it, I don't know. I'm just tired of banging. I remember someone said, I'm tired of banging my head. And how old are you when you were playing football? I started playing when I was super young. I was probably six years old, seven years old. Okay. Um, and were you the biggest guy on the field most of the time? I always played up. I okay. always um I was I was I played Ogjoff and that was like um we used to have like weight limits and stuff. So like technically, if I was ever playing with my age. I would, I would, I would be the way the biggest guy on the field by far. Like, so I always played up. You'd be um, like on one of those TikToks where it's like, "How's this kid, eleven years old?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally, like you know, but I was coordinated and stuff, so I didn't, it didn't, I, I didn't, I never, I never, it, it never was like a competitive advantage for the older kids. 
But if I was playing my age, it was definitely a competitive advantage. Um, like in PE classes, I knew that. Like so, when I, I mean, and you know, obviously birth certificate stuff back then, that was like a thing where people would actually like <laughs> think that they could see a correct birth certificate. Where uh-huh. people, like some people, would take like you know, if their birthday was ninety six, they put uh, they circle with a black pen, oh, circle like eight. eight, and then <laughs> reprint it right. And so you, they would hand like a copy of their birth certificate because they said they didn't want to bring the original. And some kids would play like down or up, oh forgetting that, Crazy, right? So like, I, they always would check. I'll be on the older team, uh-huh. and they would check mine, and I would be like, they'd be like, "Oh, he's not even old enough to play in this division," <laughs> right? And I was like, basketball and football, but yeah, football was like that. Um, and I love football, but it just wasn't like a passion how basketball how basketball was to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't. The hell was well, that? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, so you started playing football when you were six or seven. Like, when did you start playing basketball? Uh, I was three. I played basketball way before that. Oh, yeah. Geez. Yeah, I played basketball early. And um, what got you into it? Three my mom. Uh-huh. My mom was a basketball player. She okay. was um, WNBA, WNBA, overplay overseas basketball player, pro, pro basketball. She's oh, in the sweet. Hall of Fame at J, JSU, Jackson State University. Um, so she was pretty good. Um, and that was like a way for us to hang out as well. Okay. Um, I, I thought that story, that story was unreal. I oh mean, yeah, you probably. Yeah, I, yeah. I've done a lot of research here. Yeah. Like she, Steve, she yeah. said that she made the team just mm. so you could get the ball, right? Just so my son can thrive. I mean, I hope she didn't do that. I hope <laughs> I that was on the. It, it, it was on record. That's yeah, on that, the record. It's like yeah. I, um, literally on the record. No, yeah. Um, she, and obviously, it worked. Obviously, she had the plan. Yeah. And um, she got to see the draft, which was great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it. it that's when she saw that. I'm like, fuck. Like, I was, yeah. I was actually crying last night. A little yeah. bit, yeah, a, a little like bit fucked circle. up. But it's like, I was, I was, I was also drunk. But like, I'm yeah. like, dude. <laughs> but, but, but I was, I was like, you got really. No, I'm sure it's like that moment when I saw her at the draft, like give you a hug. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Her, her dream. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That is literally. Um, and then, dreams, and then sure. you, I got a quote from you. You, you were. Uh, she said, "Like you're, you're always a big game player." Mm. And you're stand the man at Showtime, baby. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I, I want to get that, <laughs> that quote. A big time quote. Yeah, right. It's yeah. a big time quote. No, and, she, no um, she definitely said that. So, uh, yeah, I was. I saw that. I'm like, fuck, man. It, Thanks. The, the guy did it. Yeah. You're kind of jumping around, but we're jumping around. But back but. to childhood. Yeah. Uh, so you started playing when you were three. When were you? When was it clear that you were like, like physically dominant? Like, um, yeah, that you were like an actual like basketball player. I don't know. Um, I was always competitive. I always like was one of the better players. Um, I was always very strong and stuff. Were you playing? Sorry, were you playing with your age group? No basketball. I I don't really remember ever playing with my age group. Okay. Um, growing up, because I started. I think I was four years old when I actually started, and I was a six U team. Um, at the time, okay. so. It was, we always played six, seven, you know, obviously then I got to a point when I was like up at five or six that like, the basket didn't work, like it was too low. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, You weren't dunking on the eight foot, were you? I actually did. Oh my <laughs> I actually God. did, yeah. It was crazy. It was, it was like on my birthday or my mom's birthday one year. 
it was like the little hoops, you know what I'm saying? That yeah, connects by the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, yeah I yeah. definitely dunked one of How those old? things. I was probably like six. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what you're it was like one of the you know, you, it's like one of those kids that you run around like, dang, that kid's like moving faster. Like he's like <laughs> Didn't your dad like I remember him saying like the hoop in the backyard, there was no more hoop because you broke it. Yeah, yeah. Also there was like a rainstorm that knocked it down, but that's what he said. He's all the like, same thing. You were the rain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he said we had a hoop, but Stanley broke it. That's yeah. all I know. Um Yeah, I definitely tried to, you know, you know, dunk ball as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was my game. Well, when was your first dunk on a ten foot, like a normal size hoop? I was uh, I was at Park Junior High. I was like probably end of my seventh grade year, going into my eighth grade year. I, was I had say, dunked it. Weren't you a 6'2", 13-year-old? Yeah. Dude, that, like that is insane. Yeah. I was like five six. Yeah, like, I couldn't I was, really, I'm still five yeah. ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I always claim six. You got him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I think uh, the after that year, I got a dunk in a game at Santa Monica College. Uh, playing for playing AAU. Is that so, when you got the name Stanimal? Or did that come later? I think that came later. Did a woman mm. give you that name? Nah. I, <laughs> What's that have been prime? Like, what? Nah, oh, fucking, my, my fucking trainer gave me that name. So that's, you know, not exciting. He, he trained you. It wasn't like a woman. Yeah. Okay. So it was, I think it was from like a Ken Reed thing at the time. So, you know, shout out Manimal. Whenever he was popular, playing with the Nuggets, um, same around the same time, uh, I was doing a lot of AAU stuff. So, okay, yes, a similar way in play style. Okay, sweet. But, so, modern day kind of has the rep for like being a recruiter. Yeah. W- was there a recruitment going into high school? Nah, man. Um, I ended up. I went to. I went to watch uh, modern day at Chapman College. Uh, my mom took me. I think Taylor King was playing versus James Harden. Um, it was game was packed, right? And I went to a bunch of high school games. Didn't see nothing like it. Um, you know, I was playing with the AAU team. We went to go see the game. Because, yeah, I was playing with SCA at the time. Um, they see our team. And James was one of the better players on the senior team. Um, if I have this correct, I hope I do. Um, then I went to Nike Extravaganza. And I thought Modern Day was a college. Um, so I told my mom, I said, Mom, I want to go to this college. Right? <laughs> didn't, I didn't know that... Um, it was a high school, so my mom would like you say, "Yeah, you can go here. You can go here. Like I'm gonna get you to go here." Um, so once I found it was a high school, I can go there. I was like, "That's what I want to go play at." Um, so I just continued to got get better and continued to get better. I continued to get better, um, and then my mom reached out to the coach and see, you know, see what, what was going on, you know, because it's obviously like a little bit of a program there. You can't just right check in the campus and expect to make the team. It's it's a bigger program. So, talked to Gary. He was excited. Um, you know, met with Gary, um, and then showed up to school one day. Met him at Crespi after my eighth grade graduation. Okay. And uh, it was on and cracking. So, did you start on the freshman team, or did you? No, nah, I didn't play. Yeah, I didn't play any freshman ball. I played all varsity. Um, that was like when the beating was for. Okay. Because I, I could go. I mean, I would have played varsity at Sunny Hills, um, but. For me, it was uh, I wanted to play varsity, and I wanted to you know have an opportunity to play. Um, but how big were you as a freshman? I think I was like six five. Oh my! <laughs> God. Like six five, yeah, <laughs> six five. I didn't, I didn't. I, I grew up like I probably grew like two inches in high school, but I was pretty much the same size that mm-hmm. I am now. Um, 
a lot less like you know I had like a lot of baby fat and stuff but I was like probably walked into high school like six five two fifteen. So I I grew up we grew up in all of us in Orange mm. County and you were yeah. like the local legend. Wow. Yeah, like, I was gonna say like you were yeah. literally like even watching back to your mixtapes mm. like you were literally it was like basically you're like the high school LeBron like you were wow. literally yeah. like you would chase people down like you're <laughs> fucking like dunking on like it yeah. was. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say something too like I was watching all your highlight stuff and I'm like fuck. I want to run 200 more miles. Like in April, <laughs> in, in April yeah. I ran 150 miles. I lost yeah. fucking 20 pounds. I'm like, no, I, I heard. I'm like, I want to look a little better. Yeah, I did my research <laughs> on you too. What? I did my research on. Okay, you there too. you go. Look a little better. Going, what's it's, the going to stagecoach? Oh yeah, it was fun. It All was right. a good time. All right. But I saw your highlights. I'm like, geez, mm. I, I just want to run 300 more. I mean, mm. just uh, especially off. I mean, we're gonna get into it, but the yeah. the fourth ring. Uh-huh. You guys were down, and then. Or, the first round game, right, for Wanda. Yeah. And I'm like, are, are, are these guys going to win? And the look on your face, they yeah. were going to win for sure. Yeah. I mean, I take, I take pride in that. I think uh, people, like, especially being from around here, when I when I got to Orange County, people always would say that Orange County basketball is, like, soft or, you know, less competitive than L.A. basketball. And just because we lived in Orange County, we weren't as tough or anything like that. And um, Well, look at us, too. We're tough. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that just wasn't were, the fucking you were case. like – I like quieting the crowd. Give me the ball. I'm going to go out swinging. Is that mm. the right quote? I, I like that. I wish I said that. I don't you didn't think say I said that. that. I, I was just drunk typing that. Maybe. Okay, yeah. I, like, yeah, I wish I had. I wish, I wish I said that. I think you did say it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, what was it like being just the fuck? Like, you definitely were the man at Modern Day. Cause, and well, at U of A. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I played around here a lot. And I feel like um, I was always myself. Um, whether, you know, some, at some point in time, I was probably a little, little crazy. Um, but I was always myself and I hung out and I, you know, really enjoyed high school. I met a lot of people, met a lot of friends, played basketball everywhere out here and through LA. Um, and shit, what can you do? I mean, when some, I think when someone's authentic, then I think people cheer for that type of stuff. Um, and I had fun. Like I wasn't, you know, I didn't like shun people off. I don't believe and. I went, you know, hung out with everybody. Um, went to the football games. I enjoyed everything. Um, so when it's you know basketball season, it was competitive. The Trinity League was like the best league in Orange County, and we played in all the you know Chapman and all these different leagues. That, I mean, tournaments before the uh, the season. So everybody had a good chance to watch us play and play against the whole county and stuff like that. So when we won, we won, and we we're kicking ass, to be honest. So. Was it like a thing that yeah. were you taking a lot of pictures of people getting approached by like fans already in high school? I think so. I don't really remember it like that. Like I, I, I know I took pictures and stuff, but you know it was just whatever. Like it wasn't. I, 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 I looked back on it like people talked about talk about the nil shit mm-hmm. and yeah, geez. yeah. You, I was you, like, man, you I would love to see something. what those numbers would look like for me. <laughs> yeah. So what, what did the numbers look like for you? Going yeah. it. Going I mean, because we know Coach. Uh, yeah, Sean Miller. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I was in school, there was no you couldn't get paid at all. So he didn't pay you. <laughs> no, no, you couldn't. I guess so. I mean, but it, it just wasn't. 
I pretty, I mean, I didn't know I was going to the NBA right away, but you know, all the all the BS with all that stuff, like people investigating, like they start, you know, NCAA people and compliance people. Like as soon as I got to Arizona, it was always it was they like, everybody thought I was getting paid. I was like, mom in the dorms, I, I got like the same thing everybody else everybody else has. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be eating pizza every day, thousand dollars <laughs> in my pocket, I'd be you know doing some other stuff. But um, I got out of there in six months, so I mean, how I mean. U of A six months. Yeah, it was only I, I was only there at the well. I did summer school, but I left after the tournament. So there was really, I mean, did you guys beat USC both games? I believe so. That's where I. That's where I went. So. Yeah, probably I mean, did. So going into U of A, like, were you already thinking NBA? Like, did the the NBA start? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I had to think about it. I mean, I, obviously, I went to win in school. Um, I went to school to win. I went to school because I liked it. Um, and I didn't, you know, specifically want to leave school, but when you have an opportunity like that, you got to, like, you know, really think about it. Really, really think about, you know, where you can put your family at. And, you know, my family, my mom had never had owned a house. You know, we were on welfare pretty much all the way, all, all the way up until the time um, I got in the NBA. And it's something bigger than just, you know, basketball at times mm-hmm. um and we just thought it was the right situation more than that it wasn't it wasn't everything I, I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm not an NBA player I don't feel like I, I wasn't I felt like any point in time if I wanted to go to the NBA it was it, not like that it was there for me but I just felt like my talent level was at par of what NBA players are so yeah it worked out I mean I got drafted eighth that year um but it was more of just a life life deal um I my, my mom was sick at the time and um, it just made sense for me to leave. I probably would have not. I probably would have been halfway in, halfway out if I stayed mm-hmm. personally. Um, who knows, though? So there you was – you were thinking possibly of staying? Yeah, yeah, for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. Um, that's how I went about it in, until I made a decision. How does it go? Like, So you're, in, you're at Arizona. You're, yeah. you're Pac-12 freshman of the year. Mm-hmm. Like you're clearly a dominant player. What, what type of conversations are you having about – and be like, should you go? Should you not? And who are those? Who are those with? I didn't really. I, that's, that's the thing is when you play well, or you do your thing, you, you don't have to ask. You don't have to like. All, only question you ask is they give you an opportunity. Your coach can ask the league how many teams will draft you in these slots or this point in time. And I got like you know twenty eight of thirty teams said you're going to get drafted in the lottery, or we would take you in the lottery. Okay. Um, that's a pretty good number. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, at that point in time, like, if I know the truth, then what, I don't need to go hear a blog or an agent or anything like that. So I kind of knew what I had in my back pocket. Um, and I was having, like, you went to Arizona. I was having, I was having. I, oh, man. I have I been a good there? Time. Yeah. So he, he lives in Tucson now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it oh, is. Oh, you didn't go to Arizona. My bad. I went to USC, yeah. but I, I, yeah. I, my siblings went there. Yeah. I made a point to go there at least once a semester. I mean the women. <laughs> the women there. Yeah, it's a, it's I don't a, need to. We, we could talk about that all day. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. Has a lot of school spirit. It ain't real life. <laughs> it ain't real life. With a lot of school spirit in U of A. Yeah. It. It ain't real life at Arizona. No, it's not. It, it's crazy. No, it's not dirt bags. Sure. I. Ne- I was never been to dirt. Go. Oh, because you. Fuck. You. You didn't go yeah. into the bars. 18, 19. Jeez, man. Yeah. But the frat parties for sure. Yeah, I went to a couple frat parties. Did you go to the um, SAE party? I think we talked mm-hmm. about it on the show the the safari one. That might be might be half the reason why I committed. Yeah, for that to, that type of deal. Went to those type. Of, went to those type of. No, so we you, had, were at, uh, you were at that that party that we showed on the the first show with the, the swimming pool in the backyard. Yeah, right? we had a. You were there. 
I had we did a walkthrough. Yeah. Um, we had uh, a couple of my friends from high school. From high school, I think we're in SAE at the time, yeah. and I was there on my official visit. Um, and we were just walking through campus, and I and I saw them. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, it was just like a bunch of people. It was like so awesome. Um, it was crazy how full, like the whole frat row and everything. It's crazy. It's man. like crazy how much like people would be going crazy over over that stuff. Um, it's crazy. But yeah, we always had a good time. We had a great time. I think oh. me and I think uh, one year there we did like a triple lob. It was like me, Aaron Gordon. It was like, it was like Cliff Alexander to to me to somewhat Jabari Bird, and I, I threw out the glass to Cliff Al- or to Aaron Gordon. He doubled Tomahawk dunked. Oh my god! At SA, yeah, at SA, yeah. And we were all recruits at that point in time, I think. So yeah, it's a crazy school, man. So are you boys with anyone that you played college with? Are you still like in contact? Are you kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we talk as much anymore, but yeah, well, I think we're all pretty much pretty tight. Um, well, when we talk to each other, I don't think any. We we all like some guys are overseas now. Some guys, are, um, I think some guys are in the league right now. T.J. McConnell, I know mm-hmm. he's in the Pacers yeah. in the league. Um, so we all keep up with each other when we see each other. I just saw Sean the other day. Actually, he's at Xavier. I was at EYBL in um, Phoenix. And I saw him the other day, so he's doing well. Um, it's always good to see him when I do see him. But we're all, man, we're all, we're all across. The, I mean, we were all, we all were already from different places. But once we got into, you know, professional life, we, I mean, some everybody's across the globe and doing. Yeah, this. it's hard to keep up with each other. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk NBA draft. So yeah. you you make the decision to leave. Yeah. What is what was the process like? Like you're meeting with all these teams, you're working out. Yeah, um, it was just I was just working out. Um, I did I did like four workouts. I worked out for like three months, and I did summer league. Um, like I said before, like I kind of felt like I had the goods. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go pl- hoop, and I'm gonna you know kick ass and. If you, I'm playing my best, and if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. So, I was chilling. I didn't stress. Like it felt like um, there was a point in time that I got back from like U16s, um, and I I had broke my finger, so go, I missed like the spring season. But I had opportunity to work out before the summer the summertime, and I was training. So that's what it felt like. I was just getting better. I was just getting better. Like I during the time in high school where I had time to train, I would always get a lot better. So I was really focused on summer league at the time and what, you know, what team I played for was, you know, the team I got drafted to, but I was focused on my next game was summer league. So I was focused on playing well in summer league, um, more in my pre-draft and I was focused on what team I was going to or you know, what time when when I was going, um what what pick I was going to actually. Um and that was just my mindset. I don't. I don't know what I was thinking. So you weren't like looking at all, looking at the draft order, and you're thinking like, what? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then, okay, so you get drafted by the Pistons. Yeah. Tell me about draft night. Um, I I didn't have a suit. Um, <laughs> I almost didn't go. Why? Because I didn't have a suit. Oh. <laughs> and my mom obviously, you know, convinced me to go. And I just remember being the happiest dude at the draft. Um, I was just the happiest dude. And uh, I knew, like, a couple minutes before I was getting picked eight. Um, I think we, we got to, like, the editor, Brett, got to the, – the, the clip is way too good. Yeah. Like, let, it, the clip will be it, 
we have to show the viewers. Yeah, the clip. I mean, that's like you can see pure joy. Unbelievable. And I, I know um, I already jumped the gun. I already talked yeah. about it. Yeah. And I, I did tear up last night. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm an emotional guy, but we can get into yeah, it. You did a lot of crying later. last night. What? You did a lot of crying last night. <laughs> yeah, I was. Maybe I'm in my. He feels. cries most nights. I'm in, yeah. I'm in my feels a little bit, but uh, that moment, how could you not cry? Yeah, um, um, it was just pure joy, and and I mean, look, if we're gonna have, so you're our first guest, right? Mm. We're gonna give you a lot of effort, do homework, like yeah. we're not just gonna come here and we're just not gonna fuck around, but like yeah. that was one of the moments out of all the, that was the, that was when, well, it I, all. I think I think it. I think it. First, first, I'm just happy because like yeah. you hear about this stuff, but you know you're in the green room. It's not even green. You're thinking like it's gonna be yeah. like a bunch of stuff going on. <laughs> and it's not right, and then like you can see everybody's agent like texting people and yeah. stuff like that, and everybody's asking. I remember like if I'm going four or eight or six or three, like I just didn't feel like that was. You just didn't worry about. I didn't it. Get, like who cares? I'm like <laughs> like I, literally like who cares? Who cares? Um, but one. you might have cared if you weren't drafted. I mean, if I, yeah, I wouldn't care if I wasn't drafted. Like, yeah, who wants to go to the Green Room and go to New York and bring their whole family out there and then not get drafted? But that wasn't like, I'm not sure. Like, you know, you you had no doubt in your mind you were you were going lottery. I had I I, I had faith. Like, and I remember I remember the nervous energy that people like it was going around. And I was like, well, as long as I get in the NBA, I'll be fine. Like, I, I, you know, and I, that's not me. Like, that was just me being like, hey, bro, like, if the worst happened, this is the worst. That, I mean, I, I just I, I just didn't I didn't even think about it like I wasn't getting drafted. Why would I be invited here? Why did I come all the way here? Why did I, you know, why have I been doing what I'm doing if, I, if I'm not getting drafted? I know I'm one of the better players here. Like, I played against most of these guys. So I'm not the only, I and mean, I'm not, I'm not stupid. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't <laughs> tripping. Um, did, did you have an idea before you were going to the Pistons? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 they give you, they, they tell you the information. They let you know what's up, right? Like the Pistons are like, if you're available, we're taking you. Yeah, but also the Denver Nuggets said the same thing. Then take me, right? Okay. But I, I knew I had, I had, I had, I had energy with the Knicks, the Magic the Nuggets, the Pistons, and then the Shark. Like, it was, like, interest from three or four or five teams before 10. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, if this person lies to me and says this, then I'm going to the next person. Mm-hmm. If that person – same thing, next person, next person, next person. Just like, like in the NFL draft, the the Will Levis guy. Yeah, I saw that story. That was some So I also met – We so we I met you at Wild Goose. Yeah. Well, in, months ago. Yeah. Probably don't remember. We have a we'll picture. Show the, we'll show the photo. Yeah. I want to see the picture, by the way. Right, so oh, like, maybe I remember. Let me pull it up. All right, pull it up, yeah. Um, you might have been wearing that shirt, maybe. Yeah, I might have. Let's, might have let's pull it up. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I also saw nice Will Levis. Like, Wild Goose is the best bar in Orange County, but yeah. just to backtrack, that guy showed up thinking he's going to be a top 10 pick. Yeah. Second round. Yeah. I mean, just, just was to backtrack. Yeah, he was. Top of the second round, right? Yeah, I mean, by the way, on the record, I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think he's yeah, going to I, I think thing. he's be so good. Yeah. I think he's going to be the next... Uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, but that, I, that, I'll be honest. Just talking to him for 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. On record, I think he's going to be very good. What uh, Jalen Jalen Hurts got picked? What? And he was know, a later was round. He yeah, he was like. No, no, he was I don't want to disrespect round. him and say six round or some stuff like that. No, no, no. Was, no. was, was he second Brady round or third round? Sixth round. There's he a picture, round. folks. 
Is it the same oh, shirt? Oh, no, that's a, Steve, that's a Steve Weeby one. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 this is the wild goose. So uh, it's at 12.30 a.m. Oh, wow. time. So I was, was sick. Lights on. We got a double chin going. Oh, I, was, I, what, I think I was there. I was there with Miles, actually, at Arizona. Miles Simon. Uh, yeah, someone was there, but I find a way to harass famous people, players, right. all the time. So That's I'm glad. It. Yeah. Thank you for dealing with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, to my point with Will, like, I think, especially in the NFL for quarterbacks, you like, you don't want to go, you don't want to get dropped to the Jets this year. No. Like, yeah. You ain't playing. No, so, you're yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like one of those things that he's probably in a really good spot, hopefully. I don't know what team he even got drafted he's to. He's Titans, so it's kind of weird. He has oh, Tannehill, yeah, yeah, but then Malik Willis and then him. Yeah, and I heard Tannehill's on the older side. Uh-huh. Um, Malik Willis, um, he's young and talented. Just got drafted, but I, I I heard that they weren't too excited about how you played last year. So that seems like there's going to be opportunity there for him mm-hmm. to play. Where there's probably at least ten situations in the league that you have no opportunity whatsoever. You mm-hmm. ain't playing like for years. So maybe it's good. Like you know, and we definitely see quarterbacks that get drafted late. Russ Wilson comes off the top of my mm-hmm. head. Tom Brady, best one ever. Yeah, not drafted first in the draft. Yeah, um, and j- just to get back to the. The Pistons. So the, obviously, I watched all the highlights last night. Yeah, something just looked to me like it was a little bit off on the Pistons. Like, yeah. it, it just didn't feel like it vibe. Did you like Van Gundy? Like, like as a when, coach? like, like to be honest, when I out of all the highlights um, in the NBA, mm-hmm. when like Crypt, I know we already talked about the Lakers. Yeah. Obviously, we all love the Lakers, but that one game, like, it felt like at La- the Lakers that that you felt, yeah, like that was the closest I saw yeah. you to like. The modern day Stanley. Yeah, and I was having ju- a good time. It was it was fun, right? I was so having a really good time. The Pistons just looked to me a little bit, a little bit. Uh, it was different because they were different. rebuilding. Yeah, it was different. I was supposed to be part. I was supposed to be the rebuilding piece. Um, yeah, but it was just different. Um, Detroit's a great city, right? Like, great city, great like great people. city. Yeah. Beautiful women there. I mean, I mean, you're not just I'm, saying that. Yeah, you're no, not- I'm not. <laughs> saying, no, no, no. I swear, I I love Detroit. Like I literally met so many great people there. Like I have really, I have friends, I have people I still talk to this day from Detroit. Like most people. How many years are you there? Three, four, almost four, um, three and a half years. So four years, like living there four years, but seasons three and a half. Right. So I actually like Detroit. Like what happened with the team and stuff, that's just basketball and business. Mm -hmm. But, and my coaches and people, like I, no one ever disrespected me. No. No one ever treated me wrong. Like the basketball stuff, yeah, okay. We got, you know, some stuff happened. A yeah. Lot, you know, 50% on me, maybe even more, whatever. A lot, most of it on me. But living there, people I met, yeah. and all that stuff, it was a great city. Like I just wish the basketball went a, a trillion times better. But mm-hmm. outside of that, great time. So, like, rookie year, you, I mean, you, you said you grew up on welfare. Mm-hmm. You're you're rich. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is that like as a nineteen-year-old with millions in your bank account? Um, man, you feel a lot better. No, really though, it, it was just like I guess being broke your whole life. You, you know, it's good to not have to worry about food and just have to play about play basketball every day and and worry about that type of stuff and be able to take care of my family and do the things I got to do. Um obviously my mom passed away very shortly after I after the draft right actually right before the season. So it was a little funky time for me. Um and I was just like 
basketball was just my outlet. It was like it was good to get on the court and just vibe out um, and be with my teammates. Um, so it was kind of still like it was like really still like I didn't even like think about money I had and everything. It was just like how much basketball can I play like to to get my mind off like you know what happened and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's a lot of we were watching like the YouTube video where like they have pro athletes like how did you spend your first million yeah did you spend the first million what did you um, like like what yeah. what was the f- or the first whatever what was your, maybe a first purchase or or anything I didn't I I did pretty good man did I, you invest probably yeah smart. I didn't I had like a, a smart I guy a, so I got a I got a couple endorsements early um so. I never like took out loans or anything. I didn't buy, you know, a house for a little bit. Um, I didn't buy a car for a little bit. Just Uber? Um, or? I at least, least, like, yeah, at least like two cars. Because um, I had one in California that I had for like pre draft, and then I had one for the snow. Um, I leased the house in Lake Orion, and I remember I forever say this that rent was like 18, I think it was like $1,800. Or twenty one hundred dollars for like this five bedroom house. Oh in Lake man, Oregon, I gotta Michigan. get to Detroit. Yeah, Michigan, and that's what I paid my first three years. Um, that is ancient prices. But you had like, you, you know had a Santa saying? Barbara house. I did have a Santa Barbara house. So I saw that crib. Yeah, I've done I, my I mean, yeah, you go home in the summer. I've done my. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've done yeah, my. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's that's a, a fucking bitchin' pad. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's a nice house. That was a very nice house. Um. So that, that was, was off-season house. That was off-season, yeah. How that much was, was that rent? That ain't eighteen hundred. That was eighteen hundred. That was not eighteen hundred right there. Yeah. That, was, that was that was like Santa Barbara Montecito prices. Oh um, man, triple. Yeah, I mean, triple. <laughs> yeah, so let's just, let's just say that. Okay. Um, but yeah, definitely when I was training out here, um, definitely different. Um, so you would go yeah. Detroit to Santa Barbara for four years. Yeah. For I would do. Yeah, I would do Santa Barbara for. Yeah, we were done April every year, so I would do Santa Barbara like May, May until uh, the September till after Labor Day, September okay. th- the third week, and then from September, the all that month I was spending <laughs> in Detroit getting ready for season, okay. um, all the way to, all the way up until October. I'm just bummed because we could have partied there. That's a great house. Man, that was a great house. <laughs> we, we definitely had a nice. <laughs> they don't nice, know what we're talking nice about. Barbecue. I just did my homework. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. I was well, like... <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but we also I, I was there for a couple of years, so we had a couple of different houses. Um, and was it just you a couple no, of other we, buddies? Oh, no, yeah. One year was me and Frank Kaminsky, um, wow. my trainer, Charlie. One year was me and Charlie. One year it was me and my best friend, Jordan, and Charlie. Um, not Voracek. Nah, <laughs> we Charlie, Charlie Torres, not Charlie <laughs> Voracek. I think he might have came up with a visit, though. Um, so it was always a couple of crew of guys. Um, crazy FIFA tournaments. Crazy uh, There you go. Crazy yeah. 2K tournaments. Um, it was a good time. It was like, you know, especially all of us getting out of college and stuff or, and being young, it was good to have that type of, you know, environment for like a little college team. We were training every day together and Santa Barbara's low key. So it's pretty safe. Um, yeah, I forget where that, what that Santa Barbara calls that, that row. Um, but there, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Um, Uh, um, oh man. Whatever. You're a young one thing man, I, you I was mad know. about, right? When I went when I went down there to begin with, when I went to one of this college housing, their houses are like right on the beach. Yeah. Like you can literally smell the water. And I'm sitting back like, what the heck? It, like <laughs> you guys literally get beach houses for college housing. Um so just you guys backtrack, go, yeah. Charlie Vorschek wanted me to ask something. What'd he say? He was like, um, first off, he's like, 
how'd you set that shit up? That guy is the man. Oh, wow. And then he's like, ask him about playing NCAA football on Xbox. He played as Oregon, ran four verticals every time, no huddle offense, <laughs> but ran the playcock down on every play. Would snap at one second, then do the same. If you want to get into that, I don't know what that means. He sounds like he lost. Yeah. <laughs> that what I say. The guy is just rattling off yeah, like, he he sounds exactly like what he you lost. did. Man, I'm, I, so I that love, was a shout out yeah, for him. I love no, I love Charlie. And um, yeah, it's like a little play style, man. It's it, You cut the game in half and Jeez. you make one mistake. I hold it for like the whole quarter of the score. <laughs> and you get so frustrated, you're just rushing again. Was this mistake. in playing in like... Next to and each other did or you guys, online? Did you guys play, no, next to each other for sure. You guys play NCAA football? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. know, like, you get Reggie Bush, you can just ah, get out and go or send him on a little out route. And there's a running quarterback in there. He's, you know, everything. So I'll just run him deep. They got to bring, yeah, back, you they gotta bring back that mm -hmm. game, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, were... Mariota. Yeah, Mariota. Yeah, Mariota. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite year of that game? Um, Definitely that year because Mariota, but. Reggie Bush oh, and watching USC, that, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that shit was, I mean, that was crazy. That was crazy. But he, my favorite year was when they had Tebow and they had, okay, had yeah. and Terrell Pryor was a freshman. Yeah. And I would play as Ohio State on Xbox yeah. Live. Yeah. And I, and I had this, this scheme mm -hmm. and I went like 125 and 0 with this scheme and I was like, just a Was straight, it read option? No, I, I it was like cross week flood. Okay, and it was just this unstoppable play, <laughs> yeah. and I used to just play like. Wasn't was it like, uh, Terrell Pryor and Beanie Wells? Wasn't yep. that? Yep. Yep. Was... And then you'd move the the backup running back that was super fast to fullback, mm -hmm. and you hit him in the flat. <laughs> That's funny. Man, I I spent a lot of a lot of time. And the linebacker on that game. just slowly running <laughs> every time because the game the algorithm. That's crazy. So it sounds like you did a good job saving your money, but like, can you? It give sounds us, like, yeah. Can, like, yeah. Can we get some purchase? Can, yeah, yeah, can, yeah, can yeah, yeah. Purchase. Uh, I would, no, I didn't. I I swear. Um, Nothing. I a lot of what I spent my money on was investments, literally, and that you know that's cliche, but a lot of my like actual cash went to investments um, to begin with. Off -white, and that's no lie. Louis Vuitton, Gucci, no. Obey. And you the, love I, fashion. It was. I, I mean, obviously, you made. I made like was it? I made over just say million it. a year. Just say it. Over yeah. three million a year. Okay. Right. Um, my, at 19. On my contract, right? It was and, like, and, my first contract was like 3.2. Yeah. First for my first year. So not even huh? 500 grand of that was spent? Well, it's what you can't afford. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I definitely I, I definitely spent 500,000 cash. but No cars? Oh, they're releases. Smart. Right? So Watches? I think, yeah, I bought a watch. I bought a watch for, I bought two watches for 80 grand. Okay. That year, eighty those, grand each. By the way, by so the that's way, a good purchase. Way, those watches, those watches, valuated. I sold them for triple the price. Okay. Years oh. later, what what yeah. watches were they? There were two Patek. I think watches Which are one? a great investment. <laughs> the Nautilus. <laughs> I bought it for forty thousand, forty forty five, forty five and fifty a piece. Okay. And so, I sold. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. So I have yeah. a story for you. <laughs> Give the viewers what they you. want. We want some yeah. good purchases. Okay. So I'm nineteen. I make a vision board. Mm -hmm. And I love that motherfucking watch. Oh wow! Seven Eleven, like that—that yeah. that was on my vision board at the time. Forty grand. Yeah. And now, Do you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. So ten years later, yeah. it's like hundred twenty grand. Yeah. yeah. And just like it's on my board, and it just like keeps going up, and yeah. it's like getting more and more like out of reach. And I was like, 
like I love watches. And don't get me wrong, right? But like I, when I looked up one day and I saw it, I was like, why do I have this watch in my in my collection? Like hey, this, <laughs> I love watches, but I don't love these type of like these, these <laughs> not. The, I can this one can go. Um, and I end up get you know I end up getting two of them at the time. Um, two so, not two fifty seven eleven. Yeah, a, a white a steel one. And a rose gold one. Oh my so gosh! Even with that purchase right there, if you count that, so right, he, he doesn't like his investments are. I'm not saying it was it was not a mistake, but it was very fortunate. So that um, that was yeah. any bigger purchase than that, or no? Or, or was that it? No, not until not until like years later. Years later, I was already out of my first contract. Okay. Um, before I started buying houses and purchasing their car and stuff like that. Got it. Um. So how did that go? Go. Sorry, we're, we're backtracking a little bit. Yeah. So going into your rookie year, you had your mom tragically pass away, yeah. and like, how did that affect your rookie year? I mean, I'm glad I, I'm glad it was right into my rookie year, mm-hmm. so I didn't have much to think about. But I think it just more affected my how I, you know, life just had a great tint on it. Like nothing was as fun anymore. Nothing was as I wasn't as happy anymore. Um, and at 18, going through a transition with that trauma, like you don't even know where to put your emotions. So like, I'm, as I'm going through this stuff, I didn't know. And like the one thing I can say I made a mistake on is not talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I have a great family. Like I definitely got asked questions. I definitely, my family loved me and cared about me and hugged me and came to the games and all blase, blase, blase. They did the right thing, but it's different when you're a grown man, one and two that therapist type of vibe where you can like actually be honest they ask you questions and you're constructively talking about what you have going on and just getting it out there mm-hmm. um and at some point in time i got to that person but years later how long did um, it take three yeah four years so that was a tough like three four years emotionally it took four I years think so. four years until yeah. you saw somebody until i saw somebody i've yeah. done therapy man it's fun i mean you just yeah. you somebody can listen yeah. to you it, it, i'm I, I shouldn't use the word fun, but it kind of is. You, yeah. you get to get everything off your chest. Yeah. People like hate on guys going to therapy, but it. What is the stigma about that? I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it. Well, so, it's like, okay, so I, I used to be a hater. Uh huh. Like when LeBron and Kevin Love, Kevin Love's having panic attacks, like missing the game. I was like, yeah. I was saying the most vile things towards <laughs> yeah. that man. Yeah. And then years later, it started happening to me. Yeah. Like I started having these like, panic attacks like multiple times a day out of yeah. nowhere and it was like whoa like th- i i'm not in control of this like this is just like happening yeah and then so it took like so at that point i literally i said a little apology to kevin love for yeah. all the horrible things i, I said about him <laughs> yeah but i you know I, I got into therapy and therapy's awesome if you find the right person you gotta find the right one i agree yeah uh, i mean it's yeah, a, you I said agree. like what's going on like Guys don't, we're tough guys, right? We, should, yeah. we, we shouldn't see somebody, but um, I think you should. I mean, obviously, nobody's here's went through what, what you did yeah. um, and the therapy. I'd well, I don't yeah. think it even has to be at that high level. I feel like, you know, you people work on different things. If This is just another thing you're working on. It's up at your mind. It helps you with how you, how you balance your emotions and stuff and like that. They'll tell you how it is yeah. straight up, right? Yeah. I think. I mean, they don't. I mean, it's depending on. Who, or you gotta find the right depending one. Depending on who you like, who yeah. you like, right? Like, yeah. if you're if you're a little softer and you want something a little more tissuey. <laughs> I have been to therapy. And cried, person, I have been to therapy and cried for an hour. So. You got okay. Yeah, okay. So he's got the tissue. You cry a lot though. So no, I'm not sure. no. Like, <laughs> like you got. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but 
It depends. It depends. I would, I would encourage everybody to try therapy one day. So I think if they, instead of therapy, they called it like mental coaching. That'd be better. That works too. I feel like the, like you just, people would have a different outlook on it. Like people hire mm-hmm. a personal trainer to teach them how to work thank out. You. That, thank you. So, I agree. Mental coach. Yeah. Yeah. They hire a personal trainer to, to teach them how to work out. And then, I mean, it's like, it's hiring somebody to help you think better, process better, like feel less stressed, uh, be able to, like focus on what you want to accomplish mm-hmm. and mental coach mental coach i mean i'm gonna be straight up i haven't done any of that i've never been <laughs> hey, to a bro. therapist or anything this guy's a legend dude. i kind of just chill it's, so. it's, it, i think it's totally fine to go with like i waited i was a, like years late yeah like right? i would i have no like but it also was a point in time where i feel like i was ready to speak Okay, like, I see that yeah. therapy's only as good as the person mm-hmm. who's in there with you yeah the dude can ask you questions but if you don't answer them honestly, he can't help you, yeah. or that she can't help you. Correct. Right? That makes so you sense. know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like, no, I see what you're saying. Whenever you're ready to go, it's no perfect. It's no, it's a perfect time when you're ready to go and yeah. ask those questions, or you can just sit there and waste your, you know, money, and just be like, oh, I'm fine. Because they, I'm they fine. will, I'm they fine. will run up the bill for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like going to the doctor. Yeah, it's definitely a premium at it now. Like everything is more expensive anyway, but it's definitely a premium. Yeah, and I think hearing about it from an athlete is like and, and not enough people talk about it because mm-hmm. i think a lot of a lot of people in, in sports are working with some sort of mental coach mm-hmm. now and it's just like they're not really open about it yeah and they're, it, they're like the stigma kind of remains that it's, it's so so did, did you ever like i know i've had like a a golf coach right and it's mm-hmm. like he was saying i know you like golf now yeah so we definitely all got a golf yeah but he was saying so i'm just trying to relate it to basketball but he's like after a bad shot you get three seconds to be upset about it, mm. and you got to focus on the next one. Yeah. So in terms of basketball, um, I know like you, you always shoot your shot. Yeah. I shoot my shot with the ladies. I try right. Yeah. How's that go? Uh, I, Update. Like, like on the first Update podcast, stand. I'm like a. Russell Can we get Westbrook. a quick bird watch? Russell we Westbrook. Got? I just missed the rim. I, I don't want to talk about that. But how <laughs> does a guy that makes that much money miss the fucking whole whole backboard? Yeah, I got a qu- yeah. And I know. I don't. I could go to Twenty Four Hour Fitness with you to, right now uh-huh. with a couple beers and not fucking miss the whole fucking thing. I mean, I want to put a put a, like a hundred well, bucks on it. I can make give me ten shots on the three point line. I'll make like you, three of them. So are you shooting at the three point line at Twenty Four Hour Fitness? Sure. Three, no, 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 no. I'll three make three point, out of ten. NBA three point. Yeah. Sure, sure. So do you know? I'll how make three out of ten. Distance from that. <laughs> I guarantee. I'm not worried I, about listen, it. Listen, I guarantee this, right? Most people that I bring onto an NBA court and have them shoot a shot. Well, if you're guarding court, me, I, I won't even get I, into that's the, the crazy part. I will not guard you. I'll just put you at the four. They, 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 the they don't guard. They don't guard. They don't guard Westbrook, and he just West and he misses. He does make shots. I know you liked him. I have notes. I do like him. I have notes. You like him. So I'll say this. I'll say this. Right. I'll put you in the corner. One. It's not about. It's about the depth perception. I guarantee, <laughs> unless you're like a, sl- which prove me wrong, okay. but I I will put, I will put a hundred bucks. Okay. Right. Okay. That chances are I'll give you five shots. You might airball two of them. Are you running at me or just? I'm, we, <laughs> no, we are going to stand on the other side. We're going to sit down as we're on the bench, and someone's going to pass you the ball wide open, and you just let them go. We'll just <laughs> we'll just sit there. And, I don't uh, think so. I mean, I'll enjoy it. It'd be like you know, make sure. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it, I think most people that I've done that to, they've they've airballed or hit the hit the back hit the side of the backboard. Here, if I put here, you in the corner, you hit the side of the backboard. If I put you in the forty five, then you probably airball. If I put if, you up top, you hit the you hit the hit the back of the back of the backboard hard. Just back to the thing <laughs> yeah. is like, I think with him, it's mm. all mental for him. 
he's so psyched yeah. out. Back yeah. to our last chat. Mm -hmm. Because he just... Well, he looked good on the Clippers. Like, he shot well. I mean, with, with him off yeah. the Lakers now... I feel like a weight's off of my like I think, everybody's yeah. shoulders. Like <laughs> I think uh, I've lost a lot of money with him, bro. It's I think I think he spoke on that though too. He he said like it's a lot easier to go to work when you're happy. It's a lot easier. And he wasn't happy. Yeah, maybe he wasn't. Like I, he never said he wasn't. I'm not hating. He All I gotta say is I, I hope he gets better because if you, you gotta hit the hit, the, hit I mean the, hit the backboard. <laughs> That's our jobs, right? Is to yeah, make shots. Yeah. And like he definitely, you know, we all missed shots that year. He missed he missed shots. Um, but I'm not hating. He averaged 17 and seven, 17, seven and seven that year. I think if I have those numbers right. Um, yeah. Which isn't bad. So I think it's I think like it's, he did miss shots and he I probably shot 45 percent from the from from the field. Yeah. But understand he also made at least 45 yeah. percent of his shots. Just to get back to it too is like I think yeah. it's all mental too like. If he showed up every day mm. and he's like, I'm the best player, which yeah. you, you said. Oh, after, he definitely believes that. But I'm saying when you like, got drafted, you said you, you said I'm the best player. Here. Yeah. That's the mindset. I think anything in yeah. life, no matter what you do. Yeah. You have to have that mindset. Yeah. Russ's and you, mindset. And you have though? to believe that. Russ's mindset. <laughs> oh, it's definitely in the right place. <laughs> he's a killer. Like that dude ain't scared of nothing. He will like his mindset is not the like, I don't know. I don't know. He missed shots when he did, but that dude came he out. He keeps going at hard. it. Yeah, he's going to keep going at it. He's going to keep doing his work. Like, consummate professional. Yeah. Right? But he missed shots, okay. Yeah. Right? But, but his I think mindset too, is definitely not just, <laughs> the reason. Just like, to wrap this whole thing up. Yeah. Everybody, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna be kind of a fan of you right now. I'm mm. like, look, and I don't need to give you advice, but just from watching all this film. Yeah. I firmly believe that if if – you woke every, like all the teams that you've been on. Yeah. If you, what you might already do, um, if you were like, look, and you maybe you already think this. If you're like, I'm the best one here. Yeah. Like modern day, you were like, give me the ball. Mm -hmm. Let me fucking do this. Yeah. In the huddle, I think you said like, I don't know what game it was. You were like, coach, give me the ball. Just get every play to me, and I'll fucking do it. Yeah. And you fucking, nobody could stop you. Right. And I saw that with you on the Lakers clips, mm -hmm. Pistons. You were okay, but like. Mm -hmm. For some reason, like that one game with the Lakers, mm. I have a, a note here that says I I wrote this drunk, but it was like Stanley like bitched Rudy Gobert. Oh wow! <laughs> so we could we got to show that. Clip. No, no, I, I literally have it. Bitched Rudy Gobert. Lakers Jazz had that swagger. Saw the same guy from modern day confidence better than anyone. I remember that. He game. he mm. said he did what he said during the draft, and that I have that note, and we're gonna show them the clip. But you bitched him. Um. I, wow. I, it's my words. It's my words, not <laughs> yeah, yours. But yeah. you sure did. Um, so I, I'm. I, no, no, no. That's it. I think. I think. Uh, I remember that game. Talking about Utah Jazz game. Yes. Uh, we had a big fourth quarter. Yep. Yeah. He's a. He's a center, and he's guarding me. And I'm not saying that I mean, he's a defensive player of the year, but yeah. I feel like I just have advantages as well. Um, but I'm saying like like. Kind of like the Lonnie thing we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yep. People get like, hot. It's like. I'm good too. And I just need a little opportunity. Um, and I would say he was a little disrespectful the way he was guarding me, but that's also a game plan. So it's all good. All but. I'm saying is we we want you to fucking kill it yeah. next year and for the next six seven years. That's and the plan. Like I think you're gonna, and it's just the skills there. Yeah. But it's all the mindset, man. Thank you. And I I I, I think you're gonna do it. So yes, sir. I, I'm I'm done tooting your horn, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, is your your confidence? That's how you, is that how you, that's how you hit on the women? 
I'm, I got so much hey, more confidence good. now, man. Looking look good. good. It's crazy. You have nice sunglasses. No, no, on. seriously. Hey, I like your shirt. <laughs> seriously, because like, just to backtrack, and then these guys can talk. But like, yeah. um, I'm the same guy I was months ago, right? Yeah. Just 25 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. And then the confidence now. Like altering 25. You still have no bitches, so I don't know. What. I do. I'm texting a girl right now. We're going to concert. <laughs> I'm trying to find her a ticket. I I fucking promise her that we're going to yeah. we're going to Kygo Dana Point. What, did so Please when don't. you lost that 25? Did 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 that change your life? Kind of f- for the confidence. Okay. Because like before, I would just go to the bar, hang with the boys, drink, yeah. see the girls, and be like, nah, nah I'll, I'll be good. But now, it's game time. It's summer. Yeah. We're ready to fire big time. Yeah, we're big confidence guys. And no, just 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 you got to think you're the best at anything you do. Yeah. If you don't think you're the best. You have no shot okay. whatever you do. I agree. So I got a question for you. Yeah. So your first NBA bucket. Yeah. You get a little jab step and hit a corner three over Bazemore. Yeah. Like, take me through the emotions of that. It was, uh, I knew it was good when it left my hand. And we were, uh, it, it was just, I remember watching the game. And I, I didn't start the game. I usually start, right? So it's my first game. And I haven't came off the bench in a while. Um, so... I remember watching the game and kind of catching the flow. Um, I think I, I think I, I think my first shot I hit hard left or some shit. Like what he's what I, what I think he's gonna do. That's what I did my first. <laughs> um, so the next one I got, like I kind of knew like they were gonna play off of me because they probably thought I was nervous. So I kind of just jabbed him getting off, and I knew it was gonna go. Like I, as soon as I shot it, I kind of felt it. I felt kind of like kind of like narrow, but I, I I've made that shot a million times. Um, but I just remember just being very excited and in the game. Yeah, like, so you're you know what I'm saying? You're, like, you're, yeah, <laughs> like I was in the game. I remember no, it wasn't happening too fast. Like, I just remember being real well prepared. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it was a lot more fun. It was a lot more fun than I expected it to be. Yeah. I'll say that. Uh, so rookie year, you go to the, you guys go to the playoffs, right? Yeah. And you play Braun. Yeah. And you were matched up against mm-hmm. Braun. How, how was that? I heard you were, you know, did you talk shit? Yeah, I tried to talk my shit and kind of just like Dylan Brooks got, got fucking cooked. Fuck that guy. Like, I played good defense. I probably had, you know, good numbers, which I think I did. I don't remember, but I think Braun averaged like 28, 9, and 8. What was your and quote? Like, you, you said something. Yeah, I'm in his after. head or some shit like that, right? <laughs> And he did me just like he did Dylan. Um, and, we're, you know, it was all fun and love. Like, I remember seeing him right after that, right after the playoffs that year in Toronto. And, you know, we uh, had a conversation and it was, you know, all love. It never, it was all competitive. Um, I remember seeing, I remember meeting Bryce in the hallway uh, between game one and game two. And he was, you know, he was really, he was, he was a fan of mine. Um, like you know, he had you know watching mixtapes and stuff probably or something like that. Not not not, not nothing crazy. Um, so it was all competitive. It had nothing to do um, with personal anything. Um, but yeah, me and him went at it. Um, it was fun. Um, I felt like at the point in time I had a great match with him, and I was super physical. And I'm competitive like that. Like I like I'm like one of those weird dudes that like like the tension when you don't really know what's going to happen. Uh oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 
I've been put on mute so I can't drink. I'll yeah. let you guys handle this. He's, 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 he's a USC Trojan. Yeah, that's a true fight on. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm on mute. You guys continue. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's, 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 also, it's always weird, right? So when I was talking shit to Braun, right, I never had the opportunity to have as good of a game as him ever. He always had the ball in his hand. He he constructed everything. He's he's smarter. He's probably the, he was probably the smartest player on the court. Not probably. He was the smartest player on the court. Um, and I remember, you know, I'm I'm I and, and I heard Gilbert, Gilbert Arena say this. He's like, you have two chances at bat, and he has twenty five. Like he, you, you're never gonna outplay him. You know what I'm saying? And I remember. My in game three or game four, my first possession, I got like an offensive rebound. It came off to the wing, and Bron closed out to me, and the whole crowd sounds like we're in New York at like uh, Elite Twenty Four game or something, and we're in the NBA playoffs. Like you know, you can't just in my position as a six man or you know whatever I was playing that maybe I'll start in that game. You can't just like go out there and like you know I'm unless you're Jamal Crawford. You know you gotta like play play basketball <laughs> yeah. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's always funny because I was like, just funny when you like when you're that young or that naive, you don't know what you're doing. But you actually like you know, unless you're like in my situation, unless I was Reggie Jackson or Andre Drummond, you don't even have the same opportunity that Bron has to play well. So you really, probably should just leave it alone. But all good and competitive. Um, I just wish I would have talked maybe talk shit a different way. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't regret talking shit. I, I wish I would just talk shit a different way. Maybe talk shit with your play. Yeah, with my play, <laughs> and I was like, I was doing enough. Like I just, you know, did some dumb shit. So, um, pretty funny, but. So how yeah. uh, is it like? Is it almost like how is it playing with LeBron? Because you played with him last yeah. year on the Lakers. Is it yeah. almost like? Is it completely different than any other team you played on? Is it kind of the same? Yeah, he's that guy, man. He's a uh, he's everything what people what people say. Um, it's obviously amazing what he does on the court, but it's amazing what he does off the court. Um, how he prepares for games and how he stays locked in. How much fun he has playing as well. Um, it's really enjoying to watch, um, enjoying to be a part of. It makes it makes the game fun. You always have a chance to win every game, and you never know he's gonna do some amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, that's always fun, man. So definitely one of the better, obviously the best teammate I've I've ever played with, probably, and one of the better experiences, um, especially being you know a LeBron fan like all of us in here, most likely. Yeah. Um, Bron sexual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about Bron. That was like I heard when I heard you guys talk about that. I was there, like, there are man, there's definitely some fan people that really like. I get your point, but I was like, damn, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I don't think anybody like you got to be a. A weird. You don't. <laughs> I gotta be a weird, some uh, some of the people you, DM him shit. Like, what do they tell you, buddy? Yeah, like, oh my god! Like, you gotta be. Uh, I don't know. Maybe in the middle of a Laker game, he's getting fifty to maybe feel those type of <laughs> outer <laughs> those body experiences. Oh um, my god! I want to go to a Laker game the next series, but mm. if they see you there, yeah. they love you, bro. Oh, All that's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, I I I've been like the biggest. My brother and I, we've been yeah. the biggest. LeBron fans for like long time like yeah. every game I would get so stressed 
during the playoffs like i couldn't sleep at night like yeah. oh my god like yeah like we got game seven tomorrow like, i'm not sleeping and i'm like that's it was funny. like the biggest part of my life that's that's like, great at, when when those playoff games were on that's great i can't say i was like a big brown fan like that but i definitely watched <laughs> a lot of his games and no uh, I, I just you know i'm obviously a hooper but um i definitely was a kobe guy okay um and maybe just being from la mm-hmm that's what it was. Did but. you ever match up against Kobe? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. And, yeah. and how was that, like, somebody you idolized, like, now you're on the same court? It was good, but, you know, I was, we used to play one-on-one in, in high school before I went to college. Um, so I had, you know, played him more in private than in, than in you know, on the court. I played against him twice um, in the NBA. Um, but I worked out with him a couple times um, and played one-on-one with him and, um, still can't guard him. <laughs> so, and it was even crazier when, like, you know, everyone's moving around him and you don't really have the help. Or you play one on one sometimes. We play at 12 feet, which I'm not sure. Like a 12 foot who? No, 12, oh, 12 feet I was away like, from the basket. Oh, okay. So yeah. sometimes, you know, it would, he, it was, he, he, he would score a lot, but it wouldn't be like you, I mean, you definitely would get, you know, hit with a move, but it wouldn't be that much movement going on and you you get to that you know 18 feet where he has space to make a you know dance on you a bit or jab you and get you off his 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 his, off your off your two a little different um but you know I didn't get the Kobe even year a year prior to that um I didn't get that Kobe when I played against him and he was definitely great at the end, but you know when he was younger, it was just a different level of mm-hmm. like, because he was he was so athletic, yep. like he was so athletic, and like it's such a difference, um, especially in the games and stuff. But still the same killer, still the same skill. But when he was athletic, oh my god, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. You, there's really nothing. Because then now, even when he makes a mistake, he just jumps with you. You know, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying. So it's like. It's a little different. Yeah. You were on the South Bay Lakers. Yeah. How did that affect you? And, I mean, when you got drafted be early in your career, did you ever even think you'd be in the G League? Um, I like to think, I'm, I like to think that I wasn't that prideful to, to think, like, yeah, I know. I never thought I would never be in the G League. But I don't think I was prideful enough to think if, if, if I went through the circumstances I went through or did what I did with, with my situation, that if I had to play in the G League, why wouldn't I do it? Um, I'm not that prideful when it comes to it. Obviously, you know, you don't want to be in the G League and the whole thing is getting up. Um, but I was lucky enough to have Miles Simon, which is a guy I've known my whole basketball career life, it seems like. Um, I met him in high school pretty much. His mom, his dad and my mom were close. Um, he coached me at that point in time. and he's He's been coaching me for a while, I feel like. And we had a really good relationship. I feel like I got I, – I got, better there I became a better player um which I take it like I love that circumstance because I, I really did become a better player and it set me up to go um to the Lakers um which is a great you know what I thought was a great thing for me as well and it's funny like I can't I became a Laker fan um from living in California but mainly from watching the Christmas Day games and that was the first game I ended up playing so and, like, it was just surreal because I remember watching that Christmas Day game, and the one I think about the most is when Kobe was wearing the Grinches. And I think they were wearing, they were, you know, they were wearing, like, white uniforms in my first game. 
white uniform, Sunday afternoon Sunday afternoon game on wow. Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. It was like those shoes are hard to find. Yeah, I, I didn't wear the shoes even though I had them, but it was like when I'm sitting in the locker room and stuff, I'm just like laughing like. This is how God works most. Like, <laughs> this is must be how God works. Like this must be it, you know, because this is literally something I've like, you know, prayed about and all this type of stuff. So it was just surreal, um, and I'm glad I'm just not like a a nervous individual or that emotional. I would say, or I would probably, you know, cried and stuff and Jeez. things you like that. Mic- You'd pull a mic. Yeah, I'm an emotional um, guy here and there, okay. but. <laughs> I would have cried, but I was just got there and like I, just like I was at the draft. I was just, I was like happiest dude in the I was world. Like, yeah, I was like this. This is <laughs> this feels right. Like this feels like this is like this is how I like it. Like man, there's a lot of people in here. Like let's go. Funny story too. Last thing I'm gonna say about it. I had a fake jersey on that day. What? I had a screen print. <laughs> what? Oh my. Dead ass. No one knows that I'm telling people that today. <laughs> I had a screen print on that day, and the Why? NBA jerseys were stitched because I literally just got signed that day. And they didn't have a jersey for you. <laughs> <laughs> Get him the jersey. Well, I, think so we, I, I think we had. I think we had like they had like Isaiah Thomas, Dar- uh, Isaiah Thomas, Darren Collison, myself, and one other guy. Oh, uh, uh, um, um, he played on the Bucks G League. Um, we had like four or five ten days, or four or five whatever the you know things were worse for COVID. So it wasn't it wasn't like they didn't have a jersey for me. It was just like so many new jerseys they needed to make, like five new guys, or four or five new guys. It's crazy. Um, but I got one the next game. Don't you know whatever. But that, <laughs> like, it was like basically the jersey you get from upstairs at the shop. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you don't know, we don't play the jerseys upstairs go- at the shop. <laughs> like they're actually like sewn on and everything. Um, Did you go into the shop and get get your own no, jersey? No, <laughs> but I was wondering. Like no, 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 no. I was wondering because. Like the Lakers, like the Lakers logo was 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 stitched, but there was there was a, the jersey was was stuck on. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. I don't want to say it fell off during the game or at halftime because I I I don't want to say that because I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure I noticed it being a little off. And I think I kept the jersey because I knew they wouldn't give they wouldn't care about it. But I think I kept it just to like, ha, huh. like that was my first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what was the like? most like your first play in the league that you're like that was like that was badass like I just like I just did that I think in my first game um my first game right where I hit the three or whatever and the Hawks are like you know we're trying to get back in the game for halftime so I come off the screen it was like a consecutive three plays I come off the screen um uh, I think I make it I make a make a pass to Dre he dunks it come off the screen the next time I hit a floater I come up the screen next time and I snake and get an and one. And I think as a professional, like that's the stuff you want to be able to do is make consistent reads and make consistent plays that are good. And to me, like that's what you train. That was literally what I did before the game. All my reads, the same reason I made all the reads and we ended up closing the gap. Um, I was like a big part of us closing the gap my first game. Um, so that made me feel like, yeah, I'm a pro. Um, yeah. So, did you ever have like, have you ever blocked like Braun or someone? Yeah, and you're just yeah. like, what's up? I mean, I play defense. So. Yeah, well, yeah, I know yeah. that. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get cooked sometimes, but I'm gonna get some stops as well. Like, um, and I've you know guarded. I've had the opportunity to guard a lot of these guys, so I'm 
probably going to have some good plays on some of them. Um, yeah, I've definitely blocked and stole the ball and take the ball out of people's hands and did all that cool stuff. But um, So last year, it was not a great season for, mm-hmm. the, uh, for Laker fans. Um, but you were one of the high points of the season. Right. I think a lot of Laker fans like saw you come in and really like find your role yeah. as a as a defender, mm-hmm. and you you played great alongside LeBron. Um, so what was that like? Did, did that that feel like you kind of defined your role last yeah, season? Yeah, I feel like one t- as well is 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 for me. I, I'm trying to you know I'm I'm trying to secure my identity. Um, in the league and in general and to be in a situation where all the things are set up and I'm playing with players that can compliment compliment me and I can compliment them it was a lot to do with the situation as well like yeah I'm prepared to play and I'm ready to go x y and z Um, but also you know when you're playing with the caliber of talent that we had I just gotta do my job um, that's how I felt about it. And every game I was getting confidence. Every game it was something else. So and the guys were the guys were very um accepting of me and you know, one of my wanted me to do good. Um, everybody did. So it was a good environment. Mm-hmm. Um I thought I thought so. What's it like, you know, LeBron is such an like a global icon yeah. and he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like what's that team dynamic like? I don't think you would really ever know. I mean Obviously, probably has a you know nicer watch than you at times, um, <laughs> but nah, he's he's cool as cool as hell. I mean, and you know, a, a team salary is you know two hundred million dollars almost. I don't know exactly what it is. So everybody has a little bit of money in there, and um, obviously his money is way different, and everybody makes different dollars. But um, if you let money like separate you just because you're you know successful like that, this is a ba- this is a basketball game. Every you know you still got to validate yourself. People put on the shoes, tie their shoes up the same way every day. Um, and he does a good job of being consistently him, and I think everybody else does a good job of doing that most to the most part. And he made it very even. Like when the, when the best player on the team is also the earliest person there, the best player on the team is joking around more than anybody. When the best player, you know, what I'm saying it makes it a lot more comfortable for you to be yourself. Um, and we all did that. You know, it was no egos like that. Wow. Um, yeah. And he's like the one leading the charge. Like, I, I'd be surprised to hear LeBron, the guy on the team that's just, he's like, I don't think, I, I mean, from, from knowing him a little bit and playing with him, it, 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 most likely that's never happened. So every LeBron has a handshake with everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I've always seen it on the court. Is that something that's like practice? Do they have a coach? No, that's all him. So like, yeah. do, but do you guys like at practice? We're like, all right, this is what this is what we're gonna do. Nah, he's I don't, I don't know. We never um, we, we didn't, didn't we didn't or? we never figured out the handshake. But he's definitely was like you know thinking about it. Um, like we just you know we had a little regular one, but like you know I I I watched him figure it out with all you know all, most of my teammates at the time. Obviously, we had so many new new guys. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people do. A lot of people have handshakes. DJ had a handshake. DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan had a handshake with everybody on the team. Hmm. Um, I guess at least one I, guy a year yeah. has a handshake with everybody on the team, or most guys on the team. But it's um, it, it's practiced. Yeah, it's okay. like some. I mean, we see we see each other so much. <laughs> <laughs> like we see each other so much. Like feels like some days, like in the dog days of season, you'd be looking at your teammates like, 
I, you again? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just saw you last night, and I'll see you again at 9 a.m. But yeah, we see each other so much. It's 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 pretty easy to like joke around and hey man, it's our new handshake. This that and the third. Mm-hmm. Um, so last season there was a lot of news around trades yeah. around the Lakers. How does that affect a locker room? Mm. Didn't he get traded? I got traded in. I got traded in the, the awesome. summer. I'm talking about the yeah. trade deadline, like mid season. These are these are the guys you're spending a lot of yeah, time with. De- so the trade deadline is definitely, uh, in general, it's definitely like a tough time. Um, it's definitely a time where um, you have to move. People have, a, have more of a family or If they're mad or anything, it's most likely because of their living situation or their family stuff. Hmm. It's usually not about, you know the team not wanting you, like, why would you want to be somewhere where you're not wanted? Doesn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. most most like guys really don't trip about that. Um it is awkward because of that point in time, but it's also the nature of the business. Mm-hmm. And most of the time people get traded it's for their benefit. Right. Um they're not playing, they're not wanted. Like th- there's a reason why you're traded. So it's only ugly when you know people start leaking things that happen in the locker room if they're negative, and that's weird, corny stuff. Like, if 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 someone's having a bad day, or or or, or someone's trying, to, a reporter is trying to like assume or put something out there, and they're putting out stuff, and it may may or may not be accurate if you actually hear it or not. But when it starts becoming like you know just people going at people for no reason, that's the only part where. I think players start feeling weird because now they feel like someone's telling something that's supposed to be private out to the public, right? You know what I'm saying? But if it's not true, you don't trip about it. And 95% of the stuff ain't true. So hmm. think about that, right? So think about how much people are really tripping or not. So They're not really saying, tripping. You're saying everything Woj and Shams and those guys put out is not is not always true. Oh, no, no. It's not. It's, 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 it's a breath of the truth around it, but is it – all the way, solid truth. Mm-hmm. No, because no. And if, if it is a solid truth, yes, that may have happened, but there's also been a resolution that has also been said, right? Like if you hear that, I, I, I don't know. Let, let's you hear that someone. Let's hear that someone's not going to be wanted back, right? Like, like very Brooks. like Brooks. Like, <laughs> what is that? You know what I'm saying? How, how can you like? I remember somebody saying. Well, what if there's no other free agents left to sign? Then wouldn't they bring him back? Yeah, they would. They need, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, yeah. they, 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 you have to. You have to fill the position, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a way, right? And if they, if that's the truth, sure. But to say there's no way possible, that's probably not the truth, right? They probably had a conversation with a person that was around the organization that was probably a little upset about how the series went and had an emotional conversation and made a strong statement. And that's that's really about it. Uh, I don't really think those are the exact words that the GM would re- – and if that were the case, I think the dude would have had the balls to, like, go in the um, after-the-season thing and say it. Yep. Um, and that's where it ends. But it's also fun to hear it like that. And by the way, like, you know, it's it's business. So they, they don't they don't have to disrespect you to fire you. Yeah, you know, uh, you, you can just—he's end of his contract. You just say nothing, he's gone. Um, so I don't think I don't think GMs are are gonna tarnish relationships with players over that type of stuff. In my opinion, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I think they're a lot more professional, 
unless there's you know maybe there is and by the it could happen but it, it's very rare that a person takes it that personal that they want to professionally embarrass you mm-hmm. which i think that is if someone's saying stuff like that yeah that's interesting that makes so, sense all right that was a, i know that was probably like a little scientific a little bit <laughs> no i like yeah I, yeah I, I I yeah i got one last thing yeah. before we head out of here do you have any advice for my friend mike here to, to wheel some birds well I love to hear this. Yeah, I, I think you should. Uh... <laughs> well, let, let, can we give him a little info about how the bird wheeling over the last decade has been? Not great. Yeah, I, I think you should. Uh... I'm a funny guy. You know me. I'm a funny guy. Yeah, I, th- I, I think you better. should. Uh... Do you slide in the DMs? Do you have pickup lines? What do you oh, have no. Me? No DM sliding. Yeah. Do you have um, so. Obviously, like, do your thing, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. I, have I slid in DMs before? Sure, at some point in time. So, what's your go-to DM slide? Not hard eyes. I, yeah, I haven't Not done it in a long time, <laughs> okay. so I don't even know. But okay. um, I would say the best way to meet a girl is to, is to meet her in person. Okay. I think the I don't best. Do the I think the best thing about you is probably you can speak. Um, you probably can keep keep it keep her interesting, keep her keep her keep her funny, keep her. I mean, keep her funny, keep her laughing. Yeah. Um, and uh, just uh, don't try too hard. I agree. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think you you know, you, you lost twenty five pounds to go to stagecoach. Yeah. I think maybe going to stagecoach is not the place to find women, even though no, they're probably having a good time. Maybe you know, maybe wild, maybe not twenty nights at Wild Goose. We right? love Wild Goose. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I think you might be okay. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yes, so, sir. so Mike describes himself as a girlfriend guy, but he's had one girlfriend in his life. Yeah. I don't do the one night stands. That's that's the. I don't. But you would if it was an option. Yeah. Sure. Maybe tonight. <laughs> tonight, you never know. Hopefully, she's not. Yeah. I, you know, he reminds me of like one of my friends that like I want a girl so bad, and then they're at the bar every weekend. They're just talking to the dudes. Yeah. Like you gotta talk to the chicks. I used to do that. It's right. Not anymore. Yeah, that too. It's like, come on, bro. Like. Hey, You're most likely it. not going to go to a loud club or a loud bar and have a conversation enough with a girl to get her home, one, or to date her. You're going to have to see her in a place where y'all can speak yep. and have a conversation, and that might be the way to go. I agree. Um, but this summer, promise me one wild goose night, you and I. For sure. Let's do it. Why not? Why <laughs> there not? we go. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, trying to recruit I'm not, I'm, not straight, I'm not too bad I'm, for a good night. I'm trying to recruit the wingman over here. Oh, man. <laughs> But just to, um, so I've been on mute for yeah. 25 minutes, but <laughs> but I wanted to end it on, I know you know this quote. Yeah. So the only way Maybe to discover the limits of possible is to go beyond them yeah. into the impossible. And, and I, I I love that quote. Yeah. This with life. So that, if, yeah, I just want to end it on that's that. That's something, yeah, from my mom. I, yeah. I, I think, yeah, that's a good one. Um, so what a great quote. You all, Yeah, always, always believe in higher. I think than that. Always believe, like, there's something about where you set your dream. Like if you if you dream in the stars, you're most likely land in the clouds. And that's like some of like hitting on what that's saying. So always believe you can do some amazing shit. Because that's the only way you can do amazing shit is if you think you can do it before you do it. So there we go. We'll okay. end on uh, the inspirational quote. Yeah, thank hopefully. I can. Yeah, hey, well, I just want to say thank you, Stanley, thank for coming so on. Yeah. Like this was this was surreal. Bro, I had an amazing time. Hopefully I can come back and <gasps> talk some playoffs with you guys or yep i'll be and around we're I'm, I'm in i'm in the community yeah 100%. yes sir thanks guys yeah all righty all right so much man dude that was awesome Bro.